And uh, this is an exciting time. Are you graduating tonight? Huh? Oh, so you still got to go to more school. That's why they got a smile on their face, and you're kind of frowning right there. I mean, like, yes, I still got to go several more years, right? Well, uh, well, it's an honor to be here tonight, and I thank for the privilege to come here. And just let me say, you have a beautiful building here, amen? And I thank the Lord for what God has given you here in this place uh, to worship the Lord. And I thank the Lord for that. And I'm praying that God will use this building in a great and mighty way. I'm praying that uh, this building, there'll be, we'll see people saved in this building. I'm praying that boys and girls will learn to love God in this building. I'm praying that people will be discipled in this building. I'm praying that there would be people that would surrender to the ministry in this location. And I'm praying that just God uh, would send forth people from this church to go all around the world to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, it's an honor for me to be here tonight. And I, I stopped by uh, right after you guys opened your building. We were on our way to another meeting. And I came by and I uh, just wanted to have a tour of it. And Pastor Pope was in here buffing the floors that day. And he was cleaning it up. And I don't know if it's like a, a, church, a new church is like a new car. Because, you know, when you get a new car, you can't stop washing it. And then after about two weeks, you're like, okay, I'm not washing anymore. So are you still buffing the floor? Every day. Okay. So amen. And so he, he gave me a tour of the building here and beautiful facilities. And there was only one room that was a mess. And I'm ashamed to say that that was my brother-in-law's room, Alan Moeller. And I was like, tell him to clean his stuff up. Amen. And so, but what a beautiful building you have here tonight. And I thank the Lord for the privilege to be here uh, as we're, but we're not here to, to celebrate the building. We're here to celebrate these graduates on their special night uh, as they conclude one step of their life and begin to take the next step, the next journey. And so let me congratulate each and every one of you tonight and uh, thank the Lord uh, for you. Several years ago, uh, I guess probably maybe about 10 years ago, I was reading a newspaper, and they had a whole bunch of advice for teenagers. And I was reading those, uh, the advice that people gave, celebrities, uh, political people. Uh, there was one quote that really stuck out to me, and I don't know if it was because the quote came from the coach of the Ohio State University at the time, or uh, maybe that was why I liked it, or what it was the quote that said. But this is what the quote said. He said this. He said, be grateful, find your passion, make a difference. And to you graduates, that would be the advice I would give you tonight. Be grateful, find your passion, make a difference. Be grateful. Realize tonight that you did not get here on your own. You have parents that loved you, grandparents. You have teachers that taught you in school, friends that encouraged you along the way. You had a church family that loved you and prayed for you. Uh, you had a youth pastor that loves you. You have a pastor that loves you. And just let me say, when a pastor can say you ha he has some fine graduates tonight, that is a great thing to say. Amen? And can I say this to you that aren't graduating, that have already graduated, but one day the preacher will do your funeral, and you need to ask yourself this. 
what will the preacher say about me? Because you never want the preacher to lie, right? So you need to live in a manner that he could say good things about you, amen? And I appreciate about that, about your graduates. So be grateful. Be thankful to God that you, he's brought you to this point and he has protected you. So be grateful. Let me say this. I said this. Uh, I was hoping to be here on Mother's Day, uh, but a church in Kansas wanted me to come out there, and so I preached out there. And I would, my mom's here for the first time in a long time uh, because of some health issues. But uh, I want to say this, that I'm where I'm at today because I had a mother that loved me and a mother that desired me to be in church. I was not always that student or that son that was faithful to those things. But my mom, from a young age, was always the one that led the initiative to go to church. And we were always in church every Sunday morning as a young boy. When my Sunday school class, when I got to that age where they needed a Sunday school teacher, my mom was the one that volunteered to teach that Sunday school class. When I became a, uh, a middle schooler and uh, we had middle school activities and we didn't have anybody to lead that, it was my mom that initiated and said, hey, I'll take part in that. When it was time to be a youth worker, it was my mom that would volunteer to drive the truck to take us to youth activities and to Pittsburgh Pirate games. And she's not a sports fan in any such manner. But she would do that. Why? Because she wanted her son to be around godly people and she wanted her son to have the right influences. It was my mom that did a lot of the driving. And so even though I didn't live up to all those things in those days, I'm thankful for a heritage and a mother that loved God enough and said, hey, I want the best for my son and I want him to be in church and in God's house. And so tonight, mom, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for your influence. And so be grateful. Secondly, find your passion. What are you passionate about? What gets you up in the morning? Now, you're a teenager, so you probably say Fruit Loops, <laughs> Fruity Pebbles, cartoons. But what do you want to do with your life? What would you enjoy doing? What would you do for free? Not you that's going on to the next grade, amen, but the, those other. What would you do in your life for free? Find out what you're passionate about. What do you love to do? And be passionate about that and, and find something that you want to do each and every day that you would do for free if you had to, just because you love to do that thing. Be passionate. You know, one thing I love about your pastor is that he's just passionate. He loves the Lord. Amen. And just let me say this. Hey, there is nothing better than serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The thing that encouraged my heart tonight already is we had a special from one of the graduates. Another one of the graduates was playing the guitar. Is that right? Is it the guitar? Okay, the guitar. Hey, that's a great thing that they're already serving, amen. They're already involved, amen. And there is nothing better than serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And so find out what you're passionate about. I was listening to an interview about uh, Dick P uh, Peterson. He was the man that well, he was in the Navy, and he started the Top Gun School for the top Navy pilots. And he was talking about all the times he got to go up in a plane and all the different planes that he got to fly. And he said this, he said, he said, it was nothing for me because I loved it. I couldn't wait. 
I was passionate about it. I woke up every day saying, I get to go fly a, a fighter jet. I get to do this. So find your passion. Be grateful. Find your passion. Make a difference. Desire to make a difference in the world. Leave your mark. You make a difference by starting with yourself. I read this statement recently. You can't help where you were born, and you may not have much to say about where you die, but you should live in a manner that you would be the best man or woman that you could be during your lifetime. Desire to make a difference. And can I say that making a difference starts with yourself? Admiral McRaven, whose speech is famous that he gave to the University of Texas, he said this, if you want to change the world, start by making your bed. And that is good advice. Because if you want to change the world, you got to start with yourself, amen? Amen. And so make a difference. So be grateful. Find your passion. Make a difference. Now, that was all introduction, amen? And so I want you to turn your Bible to Colossians chapter number 3. And I want to share my life verse with you, and I hope that you'll be able to apply this in your lives as you go forward from this day. But Colossians chapter number 3, I want to begin reading in verse number 1. Colossians is a great book of the Bible. It talks about the Christ of the church. And I'm glad today that I know Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. With everything that's going on in the world, I do not know what I would do or what I would fear if I didn't know Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. But the thing that I can go home and I can lay my bed on my pillow at night... And I can think this, God, you're in charge. I don't have to worry about it, amen? It's your plan, you're in charge. And I can say, like the book of Revelation, like John said, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus Christ. And so Colossians chapter number 3, let's begin reading in verse number 1, and then we'll skip down to my life verse, and I'll just share a few thoughts real quickly tonight. It says this in verse number 1, if ye, be, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, which Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of, on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory." Notice the first word in in verse number one, if ye then be risen with Christ. That's a condition. If you have been risen with Christ, if you have been saved, if you're a child of God. And so I would challenge you graduates tonight, do you know you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Has there been a time when you asked Jesus Christ in your heart and in your life? See, you don't get to heaven because your mom and dad are Christians. You don't get to heaven because your grandma and grandpa were Christians. You have to come to that place where you say, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. And so there has to be that time. Now, I know as young people, we might not have a a whole list of sins like adults have and people that lived in the world and never be ashamed of that. If you've been brought up in church, if you've been raised in church and you have not experienced the sins of the world, you should thank God for that. Because you don't need to have a long list of sins to be a sinner. Because we're born sinners. 
We don't have to teach people how to lie. We don't have to teach people how to steal, how to take things that aren't theirs. Hey, that just comes naturally, amen. I'm like your pastor. I'm a pawpaw, amen. And I see on his Facebook, he loves to say that he's a pawpaw. And uh, I like to be a pawpaw too, amen. And mine's all the way in Peru, amen. But guess what? As much as I love my grandson, and as much as I think my grandson's perfect, I know that behind that little cute face and all those actions, there's a deceitful heart there. He's not, his mom and dad are not going to have to sit him down and say, hey, this is how you lie, Jackson. This is how you not tell the truth. They're not going to have to do that because he has a sin nature already, amen. And so the Bible says, if ye then be risen of Christ, if you're saved, if you're a child of God, and so I would challenge each and every one here tonight, hey, have you been born again? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Hey, if you've been born again, then the Bible says, look what it says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Hey, if you're a child of God, you have a different focus than the rest of the world, amen? You have a different perspective. Hey, you're not looking at this world and everything that's happened. Your, your gaze should be up much higher. You should be looking to heaven. You should set your things on things that are above, not things that are of this earth. So if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above. Set your mind there. Experience the things of Christ. I love verse 4. It says this. When Christ, who is our life. Hey, that's where you need to be. That's the place you need to be. You need to really realize that your life is the Lord Jesus Christ. And you should have a desire to serve him. I believe some of you are going into want to be nurses. Is that correct? And so, hey, be the best Christian nurse that you can be. Hey, whatever you decide to do in life, wherever you decide to work, hey, be the best Christian at that that you can be. Let Christ lead your life. Let Christ guide your life. And let everything else flow from your love for Almighty God. Christ is your life. Now, I want you to skip down, if you would, to my life verse, verse 23 and verse 24 of Colossians chapter number 3. It says this, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. I want to give you just four things real quickly, real actions. First of all is this, I want you to see this, look around. Notice what it says in verse 23, and whatsoever ye do. That's talking about your actions. Whatsoever ye do, that includes hard things. That includes happy things. That, it, that includes boring things. That includes holy things. Whatsoever you do, that includes everything in life. Everything in life. He says, hey, look around. What are your actions? Everything you do. Hey, you're demonstrating that for somebody. And so who are, you, who, who are you doing for that? Everything that you do, from the important to the incidental to the insignificant, whatever you do, your actions, realize this, somebody is watching. Somebody is looking out, and you are a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so whatever you do, whatever you find to do, 
I remember uh, I was in the Air Force, so I know how to buff floors, Pastor Pope. And uh, we, we learned some secrets about buffing floors. And we also learned that there was some place people didn't go, so we didn't buff those as much or we didn't spend as much time. Why? Because we wanted to just do the main part where everybody be impressed, amen. But you know, when you're a child of God, you want to do it all the best of your ability, amen. amen. Whatsoever ye do, look around. What is it you're doing from your homework to whatever you do? Listen, if you're going to be nurses, and I don't like to go to the hospital, amen, I try to stay away from there. I don't even like to go to the doctor because he usually tells you there's things wrong with you. I don't even visit him anymore, amen. Just stay away from him. All they got is bad news. But listen, I want, I, want, I want to know if I go to the hospital and one of you is working on me, I want to know that you know how to put that IV in there the first time, amen. I don't want to be like a, a, a pinata doll where you're just sticking needles in there to try to... No, do the best you can. Amen. Because I don't like to see blood. And if I, don't like, if I see blood, I'm going to be laying down. And then you have another issue. Amen. Because I'm not going to be up long. People would always... They, you know, when you pastor, you visit a lot of hospitals. And I don't know why it is, but everybody that's in the hospital wants to show you their scars. I was like, I don't need to see that. Amen. Just, I mean, I'm here to visit you. I don't need to see any scars. I don't need any CA stitches. I go see one guy. He's laying in bed. He's like, oh, look at this preacher. I was like, oh. I'd be in there, and the nurse would come in and say, we need to give him a shot. I said, well, let me go out. Amen. I'm not watching this. I don't, li- I don't like those kind of things. Hey, but do your best. Amen. And whatever you do, look around. Whatsoever you do, your actions. But then look within. Notice what it says there. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily. Do it heartily. That's your attitude. Your attitude. It's interesting. This is the only time the word heartily is used, but it means to do it from your soul. Uh, Do it from your heart. What's your attitude? See, your attitude is going to determine how far you go in life. It's going to determine how far you make it in life a lot of times. Your attitude. And so have the right attitude. Think of the opportunity you have to serve others. There's people that just try to get by and just try to get through the process. I would ask you this. Have you done your best for Jesus? That should always be your goal. Have I done my best for Jesus? That's for us good for us adults also, isn't it? Have you done your best for Jesus this week? Have you been a good witness this week? Have you been a faithful Christian this week? Have you done your best for Jesus? Jesus. So look within. Do it heartily. Lou Holt said this, ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do. Attitude determines how well you do it. Hey, what's your attitude? Some of you are going to be going to work. Some of you are going to be going to school. Hey, what's your attitude about those things? Now let me say this. You can have a bad attitude in high school, and, you know, people don't think much about it, but you're going to be paying to go to school now, and so I would encourage you to have a good attitude about that, amen, because somebody is paying some money for you to be there now. In high school, you get to go for free, amen. They don't charge you anything for that, but from now on, all your education costs something, and so you might as well have a good attitude and learn as much as you can, amen. 
and you parents have a good attitude about helping them. Amen. And I can say that because my kids are all out of the house. Amen. And done with that. So look within. Hey, do it hardly. Your attitude. But then look, at, look above, look what it says there. And whatsoever you do, do it hardly as to the Lord and not unto men. Look above as to the Lord, your audience. Hey, who are you doing it for? Who are you doing that homework for? Who are you doing that project for? Hey, who are you going to the youth meeting for? Hey, who are you, who's your audience? Who are you trying to please? Are you just trying to please your parents? Are you just trying to please the teacher? Are you just trying to please some of your friends? Are you just trying to please the preacher? No. The truth is you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And you are an example for others of how a Christian should study and how a Christian should work and how a Christian should live. And so look above as to the Lord. You are serving an audience of one. As preachers of the gospel, I want you to enjoy the message. I hope you enjoy the message. I hope the graduates remember something from the message. But truly, I don't prepare my message for Pastor Pope. I don't prepare my message for you. I have an audience of one. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want to study the best I can for him. I want to deliver the message the best of my ability with the power of the Holy Spirit for him. Because I have an audience of one. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And it says this, he says, as you serve the Lord, as to the Lord, not unto men. Hey, you got to realize you don't serve uh, the, the man, even though your boss might pay your bill. It's not about him. It's about serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, we serve an audience of one. Hey, do your best for the Lord Jesus Christ. Look above as to the Lord, your audience But let me say this. Notice another thing. It says, look ahead. Ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. Your reward. It says, knowing that, O Lord, ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Inheritance is usually something you have to wait for. It's something you get down the road. You don't get it right away. And so realize that our our awards and our rewards don't come in this lifetime. It's about uh, just striving to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and doing our best for the Lord. Because listen, this earth is not our home, amen. The Bible says this, we're just pilgrims and strangers passing through, amen. I tell people this all the time. Hey, I'm glad to serve. I'm glad to live in America. I'm glad to uh, have the opportunity to serve in our United States military. But can I tell you the highest citizenship in my life is not to the United States of America? The highest citizenship of my life is to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the kingdom of heaven. Amen. That's my first and, and, and that's my first uh, place that I look is to the kingdom of heaven. I'm a child of God. Amen. I'm saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God is my commander in chief. Yes, I love living in America. Yes, I love serving my country. Yes, I don't think there's a better country to live in. But tr- truly, my allegiance is to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we got to, we must remember that our reward is not in this life. It's not a diploma. It's not walking down the aisle. Hey, our inheritance, our reward is in the future. And we must serve the Lord Jesus Christ as best we can. So look ahead, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Look around, look within, 
Look above, look ahead, for ye serve the Lord Jesus Christ. There is nothing like serving the Lord Jesus Christ. It is my prayer for you graduates that wherever you go in life, whatever path you take, that you'll do your best for the Lord Jesus Christ. That you'll serve the Lord Jesus Christ all your days. If you go to school, if you go to work, whatever you do, just have a desire to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Serve the one that has saved you. Serve the one that died on the cross for your sins. Albert Schweitzer said this, I don't know what your destiny will be, but one thing I know, the only ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found how to serve. See, the truth is, we always want to be great. We always want to rise up. And I was telling Brother Brandon about this before the service, and I didn't think I was going to say this, but I feel for you. What grade, what grade did you just finish this year? You finished fifth grade. And so fifth grade, in the building that you were in, were you the, the king of the class? Were you guys the highest grade in your school? Yeah. So you were like walking around all school year. You're like, yeah. I'm a fifth grader, amen? I'm a fifth grader. Yeah, you kindergarten kids over there, you better not look at me weird, buddy. I'll take you out in the lunchroom. Oh, you're in fifth grade. You're like, yeah, I'm the king of the school. Oh, the kindergartners look up to you. They're like, man, I want to be like him when I grow up. I want to be like him. And then guess what? You're going to go to a new school this year, aren't you? And what grades are at that school? Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Guess what? Pfft. They're going to be laughing at you. They're going to be like, don't look at me like that, sixth grader. See, you, you start in kindergarten, you go up, and then guess what happens? You have to go back and start all over again. And then guess what happens when he graduates from eighth grade? What's he going to do? He's going to go to a new school. And they call that a freshman. Because you know why they call them freshmen? Because they're fresh meat, Amen. All the things they don't know. And you start at the bottom again. And then you work your way up and you get to be a senior. You're like, yeah, we rule the school. We rule. We're in charge. And then guess what happens? You graduate. And guess what some of you are going to make the decision to do? You're going to go to college. And what are you going to be again? Freshman. It's a cruel process. And then you're going to graduate there someday. And guess what? You're going to enter the workforce. And they don't call you freshmen. But guess what? You have to start at the bottom again. You know what Jesus said? He said, if you want to be great, you know what Jesus said about being great? He said, the greatest is those that serve. Hey, we don't like that, do we? No. Hey, the greatest is the one that has the best position. The greatest is the one that has the nicest office. The greatest is the one that has the biggest office. No, the greatest is the one that has the biggest title. But Jesus said, 
He is that is greatest is the one that serves. Hey, if you want to make a difference in life, serve. Find somebody to serve. Get involved in serving others. Don't think about yourself. Think about serving others. How can you help others? How can you be a blessing to others? Look for opportunities to serve. Jesus said in Luke 22, verse 26, But ye shall not be so, but he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. See, when's the last time you ever had a senior say, Ah, I think I'll just be a freshman this year. No, that doesn't happen, does it? But Jesus said, Hey, if you want to be the greatest, let him be as the younger, and he that is chief as he that doth serve. So to the graduates tonight, I say unto you, be grateful. Find your passion. Make a difference. In verse 23, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Serve him with all your heart each and every day. Make your devotional time a priority. Make your relationship with the Lord a priority. Find time to read the word of God. You're going to have a lot of other reading assignments, but no book will be as important as reading the word of God. Which brings me back. I forgot to say something. I wanted to preach from that lambskin Bible. Can I, can I finish out the message with that? Okay. But find time to be with the Lord. Make it a priority in your studies. Make it a priority in your workday. Make it a priority in your time. You can do great things, but you need God to do great things. So surrender your life to him and let God lead you and let God guide you. And you'll do great things for the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you're not graduating tonight. Can I say this to you? The same goes for you, amen? You're never too old to start. Amen. Hey, get involved. Maybe you say, hey, I've gotten to that place. I've been in the church 20, 25 years. Hey, it doesn't matter. You can still start serving, amen? You can still start serving the Lord. You can start, still start getting involved. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ. I think the greatest thing you can say in, the, in, 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 in living life is to say, I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And can I say this? God is gracious to his servants. And God loves his servants. So graduates, congratulations. Do your best. And I look forward to hearing great things about what God does. Let's bow our heads. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to come tonight and be a part of this graduation service. Lord, I pray that you'd use these few simple thoughts to speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, I pray that you would help each and every one of us to look at these verses. And Lord, help us to realize, help us to do our best in whatever we do this week. Lord, it might be sweeping a floor. It might be just working in a kitchen. Whatever it is, Lord, help us to realize and help us to do our best because somebody's watching us and somebody knows we're a Christian and somebody's wondering, 
hey, what is all that Christianity about? Help us to be a light for you. Help us to realize this week that we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to be good servants. Help us to serve with the right attitude. And Lord, I pray that you would be with us and guide us and direct us. Give us opportunities to witness. Lord, we live in a hurting land. People are hurting from uh, COVID-19. People are hurting from other issues in our country. Lord, help us to be a light. Those that know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, help us to be a light to others. Lord, maybe there's one here tonight that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Lord, I pray tonight would be the night of their salvation. Tonight would be the night they would recognize their need and say, I am not a child of God. My, my gaze is not fixed on heaven. I've never been that spot if you be risen with Christ. I'm not there. How do I get there? Lord, I pray that somebody would take a Bible and show them how they could be saved tonight and how can they can put their affection on heaven and the things of God. Lord, be with this service. Be with the remainder of the graduation time. And Lord, we'll thank you and we'll praise you for all you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor Pope.